Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Pure Hope with your host, Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. Hope is the name the angels gave Reverend Gorman. Help open planetary eyes. And that's what we hope to do on Pure Hope. Thank you for joining us. We are Living Temples. Welcome, everybody, to our live program tonight on the Pure Hope Show with our guest, Amber Wolf. Amber Wolf has been committed to and practicing holistic health care and education since 1982. She is an internationally known teacher facilitator, author, recording artist, healing intuitive, and channel. She is a past member of the 3HO Foundation, a 35-year-old, a 35-year-old, a 35-year <laughs> member of Self-Realization Fellowship, a Cryon Discovery Series producer, a Cryon team member, and presenting partner of Lee Carroll and Cryon and creator and facilitator of, which I'm so excited to learn more about, the Lemurian Sisterhood Seminars and the Worldwide Sacred Circles. Her personal Lemurian Sisterhood initiation and Akashic Awakening occurred on 9-9-11. Then her life is dedicated to awakening the divine feminine through the sharing of all these sacred assignments with women all over the world who feel the calling to the core of their being, the Lemurian seeds within their DNA. Amber was given the name Malia. Am I saying that right, Amber? It's Meliha. Meliha. I wanted to give that great honor. Meliha by Cryon in 2014. And it is her Lemurian priestess name from the ancient times of 26,000 years ago. She continues to receive and channel information and guidance through her ongoing connection with the Lemurian energies. In each initiation and activation, she receives help for steward, uh, to steward the evolution of the Lemurian sisterhood to help bridge ancient wisdom with modern knowledge. Amber believes, as well as I, that we are moving into a celebratory consciousness, a grateful consciousness for the realization of our ancient connections to our Lemurian heritage as the divine feminine. Please sit back and enjoy this program tonight because, as always, it is an honor to be sharing this information with you. Remember that this is a live program and you can join us tonight. You can ask Amber any questions by just placing a phone call to us, and our director will help get you on the air. The number is 213-559-2974. Press the number 1, and Destin, who is helping us out tonight, will be taking your call and letting us know that you have a question. Any and all are welcome to call us. Again, the number is to call 213. Three five five nine two nine seven four. Press the number one, and Destin will help you. Now, please help me help me welcome Dr. Amber Wolf to our program tonight. Hello, Amber. How are you? Hello, Janice. I'm great, and I am so pleased and delighted and honored to be doing this program with you. Thank you for having me. Cool. And I, I want to. Well, God- Goddess is one of my favorite words, so when I had the opportunity to be on the program, I thought, oh my gosh, we're going to learn so much, learn so much, so I'm so glad you're on the on the program. So well, you the, have titled, go ahead. I was going to say the goddess is alive, you know, and, and really waking up. We, we are waking up, and, and that's part of being the portal. We are portals of that awakening. And through us, it's really, I consider it all of us, men and women. And that's what I wanted to ask about. When you titled the program, We Are Living Temples, 
that what you mean by that, that we're um, portals for that energy to come through? Can you hear me? Amber. We have been having some difficulties, so Amber, let's see if we can get you... We're going to get Amber back in just a little bit. So, oh, so my assistant says she's disconnected on her end, so we are going to be waiting for for Amber to. So I would ask you to hang in there with us as we get this information out to you. I just wanted to let you know that Amber is going to be talking about what she calls the global goddess uh, grid work and how that works on our planet here today. And she is going to be telling us where is Lemuria and what Lemuria. And I believe, okay, she's on right now. Hello. Hello, you're back. Yay. Hey, I just suddenly went into outer space. Well, well, you are so advanced, my love, that you probably went through the other portals and into the <laughs> other paradise. So I always well, tell everybody, hey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I hope we didn't miss too much. Um, so no, I was we were talking, talking about the goddess and, and yeah. being a living temple. And the awakening of the goddess energy and, and each one of us, men and women, embodying that as our physical bodies become the temple through which we live this awakening energy. We each are here at this time now, really a good reason to help in the awakening of humanity. And I believe each one of us has a sacred assignment to be a part of that awakening. And I was going to ask you about that sacred assignment. Is that different for each of us, or is it the same sacred assignment, and how do we find that out, what that is? Right. Well, that's a two-part question. One is that, I, in my humble opinion, we, those of us that are old souls alive now on the planet, and there are, according to Cryon, over 350 million old souls, people that have incarnated again and again and are using this lifetime as growth for their soul. So we are here to help the energy of the planet to help humanity become more and more aware of our divinity. And each one of us as individuals as a personal sacred assignment to bring forward their own divinity, their own gifts to the world that help that happen. We're all so different and and so beautifully unique, and we have so many talents and gifts from so many lifetimes that in this lifetime now we know we can call upon our Akash bring forward anything we didn't bring with us that we'd like to have and also to use what we've brought into this life. We have so much experience as old souls and and so many of us are called to be teachers and healers and guides to to bring this new energy in the planet in a way that it benefits everyone and benefits the earth herself. So what is the global goddess grid? Nah, we've been global goddess grid. I love that. So let me um, let me just take you there. How about that? Would you like to take a little journey to the global goddess grid and you can experience it and all of the listeners can experience it? Yes. So just close your eyes for a minute and take a nice full breath relaxing your body and just letting yourself just soften and let your face soften, your body soften, your breathing, 
and let your breath come into your being a container and just fill that container with whatever you would like to let go of in this moment so that you can come to the goddess grid with me. So just a couple of times, a little bit of that soft, full breathing, just letting go, just relaxing, just giving yourself a few moments, letting your mind be still and your awareness behind your eyes Begin to see yourself right where you are, whoever you are, and wherever on the planet you are. See yourself as a point of light, one beautiful point of light. You may see a candle where you are. You may see a beam of light coming from heaven. You may feel a glow coming from inside of you. Whatever it is for you, just feel you being light. Feel it around you. Feel it inside of you. And then I'd like you to take that light that you are and send out a filament of that light or a beam of that light. Is someone you know, anchor where they are. Let it anchor in them. Maybe it's the chair where they're sitting. Or maybe it's someone you don't know. Maybe it's a place. Just let that light anchor right there. And then come back to you and send out a filament of light, a beam of light, in another direction. You might want to anchor it to a relative or a friend or someone doing the same kind of work that you are. Another goddess. Another sister. And see her holding that light. You know she's holding that light already. But now you're connected by this filament of light. And know from there she is sending out filament, a beam of light in another direction. And then gently come back to you and send out another beam of light straight from the center of your own light to a place on the planet where there's a goddess that would like to connect to you. Just let your intuition guide that light. And it might be someone you don't know in this lifetime. And just let her have that light and feel it pool around her as she says thank you, yes, and anchors that light right where she is. And see her sending out that beam of light to her tribe, to her sisters. And then someone in that tribe sends it out again. And then come back to you. And feel your own light as strong and steady. Anchored right where you are. And then see if there are more beams, filaments that you'd like to send out. And just let that happen and know that with your thoughts, it's done. And each one on this call is doing this wherever they are on the planet. And the light continues to connect and west so it completely encircles the globe and traveling along that beautiful grid of light is the energy of the goddess the energy 
of the divine feminine, the honoring and the empowering of the women who are the goddesses, the teachers, the healers of the planet. So that this globe, our beautiful Gaia, is encircled by this light. It touches everywhere. And the planet continues to emanate that light from deep within the core through our grid and out into space where the angels are celebrating, where the Pleiadians are celebrating, where the whole Milky Way is doing a happy dance celebrating that we are awakening this light within us and around us. And we bring that energy right back home to our own hearts, that heart-light energy, that light of trust and hope and faith and the divine feminine essence of creation that each one each woman carries within her. And we know that we are the sacred ones that have this mission. Connect the goddesses of this globe in a grid of light. And see it as already happening. And feel it has already done. And so it is. It is. Entered it. I felt it. I could see it. I was very beautiful, very beautiful. So, the question I wanted to ask you, my love, is what is Lemuria? Where was Lemuria? And does Lemuria still live in some ways? What is Lemuria? We lost her. She must have gone out of dimension again. We're going to try and get her back really fast. So in the meantime, so we can fill up Hello. Hello. You're back. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't this interesting? I think maybe we fried the wires. It's okay. Um, I didn't. I'm sorry, Janice. I didn't hear your last question. It just started to break up and then disappeared. So, you would ask again. What is Lemuria? Where is Lemuria? What and where? Okay, so that's that's uh, sort of a that's a very large question, uh, and I will give you sort of the condensed version, and also the version that has uh, become the one that has been the resonance for me. I didn't come to this knowing that I was Lemurian or knowing I had been Lemurian or knowing anything about Lemuria. I didn't even hear the word Lemuria uh, until 1998. And even then, I didn't really have a resonance with it. What I had a resonance with was the way women were treated in Lemuria. They were honored. And that was that just, you know, lit me up. That was the thing. Because I wasn't raised in that paradigm like many women, like most women. So that was the beginning. And then it was years later, probably at least 10 years later, uh, when Cryon started to talk about it and just not that much. You know, there a little bit would come through in channeling. 
but then in 2011, I had my own Akashic Awakening. And since then, since 2014, Brian has been channeling about what Lemuria was and where it was and how it was formed and uh, what was the Lemurian Sisterhood and who was Meleha in the Lemurian Sisterhood and what is what should we do now about all that? How do we bring it forward to today? Um, you know, it's one thing to know that the Greeks had a very democratic society or something, but, you know, if we didn't know how to use that today, then what good is history? So if it can't help us. So Lemuria, uh, in, so I have three different, different, um, sort of different histories. I have the one that comes through the Lemurian Fellowship, which is an intentional spiritual community in Ramona, California, lemurianfellowship.org. And I learned a lot about Lemuria through them. Uh, There's also the Quran teachings for the past seven years, the channels. Uh, We're going into our seventh year now, so six full years. And then my connection with Mount Shasta, which is also uh, part of the teachings for me. So in in a nutshell, Lemuria was a small continent in the Pacific Ocean. And it was seeded by the Pleiadians, women Pleiadians, female Pleiadians, who came with the understanding to the planet that it was time to do this spiritual experiment in the Garden of Eden. Lemuria really was the metaphoric Garden of Eden. It was tropical, beautiful, uh, easy to live on. Everything was there, the fish, the fruit, uh, and the weather. And so the female Lemuria, uh, female Pleiadian, excuse me, came to... Lemuria and had mated with Lemurian high consciousness male and had the first generation of Lemurian Pleiadians. And those became the spiritual teachers. The Lemurians and those first generation uh, women became the spiritual teachers of that continent. And the idea was to create a civilization, a society where spirituality and equality and honor, the genders, were the basis. And that each honored the other and supported the other, male and female, and kept each other. It it was a balance of divine feminine and divine masculine. So within that framework was the Lemurian Sisterhood. And the Lemurian Sisterhood was an integral part of the ceremonies, the celebrations, the transitions, the intuitive guidance that the women gave the men for their hunting and fishing and gathering. And they relied on each other that way. The men were the were the ones that were going out and doing the gathering and the hunting. And the women were the hub of the wheel. They were the center where that guidance came from, where the teaching came from, where the medicine came from, uh, and where the ceremonies and where the connection to that spiritual grid was anchored. Well, is this what you, when you bring groups together around the world for these sacred circles and the Lemarian Sisterhood, in the Lemarian Sisterhood seminars, when you bring the women together, is this some of the information that you teach them about that we're back from that Lemuria? Yes. The Sisterhood circles are very much about honoring the divine feminine and really helping us to move out of that energy of uh, no self-worth and no um, self-esteem and not 
really knowing how sacred that we are, that our life is a sacred vessel for divine awareness to flow through. It, this life is not just something that we're born, we grow up, we grow old, we die. It's an old paradigm. And since the shift of 1221-2012, we're living in a different consciousness. And that's the consciousness of being a living temple, a vessel. And, and we do that in these meetings. We have, we have a channel from Cryon a lot of the times a live channel, uh, if, uh, if Lee and I are in the same place. And we also have, um, we have singing, celebrations. Um, I will do a channel that will go take us, take the goddesses back to Lemuria to a time when they were there, when we were there together. Uh, and we'll have a ceremony or two. And then we'll have a celebration at the end where we sing and dance. As I said before, I just happen to love the word goddess. And so much of the time when women come into the temple here at the Hope Interface Center, <laughs> even when I don't know them the first time, I'll say, well, hello, goddess. Welcome to the temple of the Hope Interface Center. So I, I do believe that many of us are back. How, how can we begin to remember if we are part of the Marian Sisterhood? Well, for me, it's, a, it's even a bigger question than the Lemurian Sisterhood. It's the divine feminine, the sacred goddess of the planet. The Lemurian Sisterhood is one part of that. And if people are called to that, that's great. If they're called to something else, that's great. The idea is that we all, anyone, however you find it, let it make it yours. And a lot of people find this Lemurian connection because it was a, a civilization that lasted between 26,000 and 50,000 years. It, it was, it's an old civilization, a long time ago and a long time. So there, there were so many of us that had lifetimes there, and we may not have had uh, the same, been there at the same time. I mean, imagine... 350 million souls that are alive on the planet now in 26,000 years. Now, I'm sure our paths crossed once, but not everybody and not all the time. So you'll, in my experience, you will have different kinds of feelings about Lemuria. You'll, you will have been there at a different time, but I also believe that we all all humans embody the memories of every lifetime in our DNA and in our Akash, in that soul imprint that we carry that with us. It's like, you know, we carry our bones around. <laughs> we carry that with us and it gives us a, a place that we store all of our memories and we can wake that up. We can go back there. We can find it. We can, uh, we can, if we have a sort of an inkling, we can discover more about it. We can really look into it and see what what did I do there? Why was why am I attracted to it? What was the story? Uh, and one thing that is pretty clear is that it was when when the time for Lemuria, the continent, to shift energy and that experiment to move on, that there was not a cataclysm that happened. That's a very popular Hollywood theme, that somehow we were this advanced civilization that misused the energy, the, the gifts we were given, and so the island you know, started to explode and volcanoes and lava and tidal waves and all that stuff. That has never been the information that's come through from Cryon, or from the Lemurian Fellowship. So uh, I, I really see that. It, it was not destruction, it was change. And the magma bubble that supported that continent, since it was volcanic from the core of the Earth, began to move. And as it began to move, the climate of the planet started to shift, 
and there was more water on the planet and less magma to support this 30,000-foot mountain, which is what it is now at the bottom of the ocean from that the uh the the large mountain on the big island is if you measure it from the top to the bottom of the ocean it's over 30,000 feet and that was all above water now it's below water mostly and the islands are left so we scattered and went in different directions some to New Zealand some to Easter Island uh, most recently, the, just this weekend, Cryon said South America. So, um, you know, Easter Island and perhaps the shores of Patagonia and Chile. That's uh, a big coastline of that country. And Mount Shasta. Because Mount Shasta was a lot closer to the shore in those days when there was more water. So... There, There is a lot of information in the channels uh, that are on my website that Cryon has done to the Lemurian Sisterhood. A huge amount of information about all of this. So let's talk about, before we got on the air, I talked to you about these copper crowns with the crystal on it. And yeah. looking at that, and I immediately felt drawn to them. One of the things my husband says to me is that, why do you wear such big jewelry? I mean, I wear big rings, and I do wear big pendants. And so as I was looking and observing your website and saw these copper crowns, I was immediately drawn to them and think, oh, my gosh, I think I need to get a copper crown. So how would that play a role in helping us remember the goddess within us? Yeah. The pen- Dependence, yeah. Well, here's the thing with that. I have learned that when I am called to something, it's a remembrance. There's something inside that's saying, hey, I remember that. Oh, yeah, that, I did that. I had that. I was there. I felt that. I used that as a tool in my work. And so when I have a resonance for a stone or, a, you know, a, an instrument or whatever it is, I know that that's my, my cellular structure saying, hey, I remember that. It's just, it's vibrating in me. And, I, and the, you know, the more, um, maybe the more important it was in a past life or the more important it might become in this life connected with that the stronger the resonance is. So I would say for you that, you know, you probably use those crowns or a crown as a tool for meditation, open your third eye, uh, you know, connect to your pineal gland, um, maybe receiving transmissions from the Pleiades or somewhere or sending, transmitting information also through that. Uh, and that's one of the things that um, we've been told is that the the crystal pendants that are called Lemurian goddess pendants, Lemurian sisterhood pendants, it came to me right before my Akashic Awakening. And actually, um, I'm, I'm having an anniversary of that. I got them in, uh, in uh, February of 2011, my first one, here in Tucson. And I'm back in Tucson right now for this event um, this this last weekend. And uh, when I it, and you know it could just be coincidence. Who knows? Uh, but but we have you know also synchronicity. But that pendant came into my life, and then shortly thereafter, I had an akashic awakening. And when I told Lee Carroll about this awakening that happened. Um, he wanted me to do a Lemurian Sisterhood meeting. He he didn't call it that though. There was not a Lemurian Sisterhood yet. He said, "I want you to do a women's meeting in Argentina when we're there celebrating eleven eleven eleven. So we were going there for a big event." And so I held that first women's circle. And then I, my friends, my goddess sisters, wanted the pendants. And so I 
ordered a few more, only the order, the woman who ordered them for me, who is here in Tucson, ordered 20. And I couldn't not take them. I didn't know why. And then that night, um, I had a big message about why. And when I told Lee this download that I got, this initiation, I call it, uh, by these big light beings, he said that these pendants had come back through time to be with the women who worked with them in Lemuria. And that they, you know, crystals and stones change shape over time, but they still are holding that energy. So he doesn't call them Lemurian crystals. As a matter of fact, he said in uh, in our meeting in um, this weekend in the Lemurian Sisterhood meeting, someone asked him about Lemurian crystals, and he said it's a geological name. Crystals that are here on the planet did not come from Lemuria. So that was interesting. So uh, that's a little aside. But anyway, that we use these pendants for healing tools. They also said that they were upside down and from what he was seeing. And I didn't understand what that meant until two years later, I was given as a, you know, another energetic download from the Pleiadians Lemurians, Pleiadians, I don't know. Um, I was given a picture of a woman wearing this crown with these pendants in it, and the pendants were pointing up, the crystals were pointing up, and they were transmitting and receiving energy. And that's how the copper crowns came into being, because I tried to mount the pendants on, in the copper but it didn't really work out, and I was guided to find these other crystals to put in there. So that's what we do now is that I find these crystals in my travels. They find me, really, um, and they've come literally. I've, I've found them all over the planet, in Sedona, in Mount Shasta, um, in Europe, in in uh, New Zealand, just wherever I am, they find me. And I know that they're coming back to be made into a copper crown. And so they're made in Sedona by a beautiful goddess there named Tara Gale. And um, we put the crystals in the center and you put them on your third eye. You know, depending on the size of the crystal, um, sometimes they're pretty heavy and people just wear them, you know, for meditation. Um, There was a woman in uh, San Jose, California, who wore hers to bed that night, and uh, she said when she got up, her eyesight was better, and her skin was softer. So I thought, that's a pretty good testimonial. Um, But it's certainly not a scientifically controlled experiment, but it's been... I have to say, Janice, it's been really amazing how all of these different things have come with no, um, you know, I didn't didn't really say, I want to do this, I want to do that. Um, What I said, spirit is, um, you know, I am happy to be the person that does your work here on the planet. However you see fit. And so these things have just come to me. It has just unfolded, and I am very, very blessed. How did you meet Lee Carroll? Oh, well, that's a a good story. Um, I got my first cry-on book. I moved to Boulder. I I became a divorced 40-year-old single mother with with an two-year-old, and I moved to Boulder, Colorado um, after my divorce, and uh, I was in a a little used bookstore and going through the metaphysical books, and this one book fell off the shelf, and it was summer, and I had sandals on, and the binding hit me in the foot, and it got my attention, Uh, and it was Cryon Book One. And so I read it, and um, it was the first time I read about 
the honoring of the human. And that that's not the paradigm, the, the spiritual paradigm I was raised in. And so I really liked it. And I read a few of the books. And then about 10 years later, you know, the Internet was just starting. I never went anywhere I, to see Lee Carroll. But 10 years later, when I went met my husband, Sid, uh, he knew Lee. And, he, and Sid had moved from San Diego. And so later that year, he introduced me to Lee at a summer, Cryon Summer Light Conference in uh, Santa Fe. And, you know, he, Lee was, as, as now, then, just kind and humorous and warm and just a delightful person. And um, some years later, he asked me to produce the uh, Journey Home Workshop and then to host him in Colorado. So, you know, just gradually I, I would see him once a year, then I'd see him twice a year, and then three times a year. And then in uh, 2011, in January, he asked me to go on the road and do these two-day events with him, and so I started doing that then. So, and then in that 2011 cycle of my Akashic Awakening. So uh, since then we've you know, gone from doing events all over the country to all over the world. I think it's happening, dear Amber, with the global warming, Donald Trump, all the war, <laughs> turmoil going on. That's a million-dollar question, I know, but I always like to ask our guests that come on, what do you think is happening at this time on the planet? Well. I think at this time on the planet, it's wild and crazy. And I think that it, you know, it's, it's almost, I, I would have, I'd be care, I'm careful when I say this, but it's almost, it's a necessary evil to push us into, you know, out of, out of our comfort zone and into a whole new paradigm. Um, you know, we've we are we've created a world that disconnected. We're disconnected from each other, and now we have the ability to be connected and to come from us. I have to. This is not the right word, but I'll have to use it because I don't have a better one. Coming from a self-centric, self-centered you know, way of being to a global way of being where we are more of a family. You know, our families are broken. You know, the divorce rate's over 50%. It has been for years. Children are raised back and forth with, you know, without a strong sense of community. You know, and they find online communities and not real people. And not that that's bad, but it, it has given us, um, you know, we're wobbling here, you know, and the plate is not spinning evenly and it, it's, it's going to fall and it's going to crash. And the thing that will, will um, in my opinion, the thing that will keep, that will be born from that is a new global way of being. And it'll look very different than the model that we're living in now. And I think we're going to be okay. I don't see it as death and destruction, even though there is craziness and there is killing and there is darkness. Um, I see it more as, you know, the dark before the dawn and that I see the dawn all around us. I see it in amazing ways. I see more more people reaching out to people than ever, ever, because we can. And, and we have to. We have to. We can't keep living the way we've been living, obviously. Well, but let's go back then to the Lemurian sisterhood. When, when you create these sacred circles, and I know that we have one here right at the temple, and Ganey does ours here at the Hope yes, Center. Yes, and. Our wonderful and just to let all 
Yeah. What? So what is the purpose of these circles? Because I think a lot of women, um, you know, I'm into gathering women into circles. I've always been to gathering right. women into circles. So when people join a Lemurian sisterhood, perhaps like the one that we have here in Mankato, what what is the purpose of them coming together and the need at the hour right now? Yeah. Well, the real purpose of it is awakening the divine feminine energy, bottom line, because I believe we are way out of balance into the masculine. The masculine paradigm, the patriarchy, the patrilineal societies are about the conquering heroes. You know, we're kind of done with that. We've kind of done it. And, you know, for whatever, and I don't really have judgment about it. We've done it. And now we're looking at the dregs of the imbalance that having either gender only, and now we need to add the divine feminine energy into the mix and come back to the center come back to a place of balance. And that's what I'm teaching, is wake that up inside of you. Know that the divine feminine is necessary. Know that you are holding that energy of divine feminine, that it's a necessary part to create planet, a society, a global community that is balanced not balanced and when we do when we have that inside of us it can be in the world but we have to have it inside of each one of us first we have to know our power we have to feel our beauty we have to see it in the mirror we have to feel the perfection of who we are however we are Bravo. I want to give a standing ovation to that because that's what I've been trying to teach women and awaken with women as well is just to allow their true essence and their true beauty. I keep on telling everybody that our essence is vital to the new consciousness of the new world and to bring that forth, to expose that and express that however we choose to expose it and express it. And I think that's incredibly important at this time when we awaken and to bring women together in those sacred circles around the world and when we can reconnect to that of which we truly are. I mean, I would love it if everybody got together and and wore those pendants to help them remember constantly who they are. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, because I I tell whatever it takes. Yeah, I mean, because it's um, a reminder. It helps people, women, remember who they are as they come forth. So when you're talking about a Kashik awakening for you, or how 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 do you bring or help people bring in an, an activation of that Akashic record? Is there a meditation? Is there some guidance that you can give us to moving into that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Yay. really, I, I feel that it's it's different for everyone. You know, it's just like the face you see in the mirror is is different than anyone else's face, and celebrate that. So, however your akash, you know, comes forth in you, is perfect. But a way to begin to explore that is, uh, I have. I created, because people asked, I created a CD that is a guided um, event into your Akash, into the the uh, crystal that holds the record of all your lifetimes. And you can go there with a specific intention. I uh, will take you there with an intention to just receive what spirit is giving you for the best of what's 
coming forth right now. Or if you want to learn more about uh, a specific lifetime or a specific uh, talent that you're seeking um, or something, it's because we have really done everything in our thousands of lifetimes, we can return there and we can find that place. You can find that place when you were Lemurian and really look at it. What did I do then? Why am I, you know, in this lifetime, why do I feel that connection? And then have an experience of what that is and bring it into this life if that's what you desire. So it's it's a guided journey to your Akashic Record crystal. And it's a it's a CD, it's an MP3, it's a digital download, um, and it's one way to do that. And when we have live meetings, we take a little journey there also. On the world, they they do this meditation or they do this connection to their akashic records to help them remember who they are. Yes, because it it gives us a place to look at of an empowered life. Because we didn't come in with that Akash in this life. So if we can remember that and we can look at it and we can get a feel for what it was, then we have a chance of awakening more fully in this life and really seeing ourselves as the living temples that we are. So when people call you up, Amber, for a session, for information, guidance, uh, channeling, um, what happens in a session with you? Or maybe it's a, a, a various things that happen, but do, you, do people call you up? For <laughs> yes. <channeling? laughs> okay. And do Lots they call you things. up to get... Okay. Okay. Well, and you know, we're, we're, we're okay. in a distinct part. There's a consciousness now that is very different from the consciousness that we were born into. The planet is different. The consciousness is different. And to help us sort of uh, come to grips with how to use that in our life, to use the things that, you know, the tools that are available and the protocols and the healing that are available to help us access our own innate wisdom, there's a way to do that. And there are are many different protocols that are available for that. Um, You know, there are several that I use. Certainly, uh, sacred cranial therapy, somato-emotional release, accessing the Akash. Uh, But by far the thing that uh, people come to see me more for is to have a dialogue with spirit and look into who they are and why they're here and really find find out the meaning of their life and the challenges of their life and you know and and get some powerful guidance that resonates with them it's not psychotherapy but it it's come from a place of my uh working with patients and my lifelong spiritual practice and using specific uh, uh, techniques to look at what's going on in your life as a potential for your own awakening. Well, how did our Anne Ganey get a hold of you? Was she just Did she read a book about you? She is a loving (laughs) fan of Carol. You know, I think Anne, I I was in, I think Anne came to Minneapolis. You're not too far from there, are you? No, we are not. Right. So, and I'm actually going to be there in Minneapolis this year. Um, I'm not sure if that's even up on the cryon schedule yet. But yeah, I, I, that's, where Anne came from and she came to a Lemurian sisterhood because when I do these two-day weekends with Lee, Saturday night is the Lemurian sisterhood and we are happy to do that. 
Yeah, that's going to be much later in the year. Uh, I don't see it on the... Oh, yeah, there we... It's July 22-23 at the Minneapolis Marriott Airport Marriott. Actually in Bloomington. That would be quite lovely to come and see you and come and see you, Yes, I would love you to come and see me and Lee Carroll. So let our listeners know, Amber, if they want to get or have a session with you, if they're more they're interested in the awakening of their Akashic records, if they want to know more about the sacred circles around the world that you do, what is the information you can give them to help them get a hold of you? Well, thank you, Janice. To get a hold of me, it's very simple to email me at Dr. Amber Wolf. That's D R Amber Wolf at gmail.com. And that's really the best way to get a hold of me. There's a myriad of information on my website, which is www.amberwolfphd.com. Uh, and you can see my calendar there and the upcoming events and see where the sacred circles will be. Uh, and I do a lot of sessions by Skype and FaceTime because I'm not usually in one place very long. <laughs> and I don't, wherever I am, I don't come back for another two years. So I I do most of my sessions uh, online that way, which is great that we have that. And is this where they can get you? Um, is this where they can get you for the crowns as well? You can tell I'm interested in the yes. crowns. Yeah, I, I know what you're focusing on. Yeah. <laughs> there's a little. So can, there is on my website. There's a um, a little drop down that says products, and you just for for uh, audio CDs. There, there's one little. Click and um, there's also a little one that says other products and Copper Crowns is there. And you just, it's very intuitive. You just click on that and you get information about it. And yeah, you can, there's pictures. The ones that are pictured on the website are not the ones I have now but because they sell so fast. But I'm happy to send people pictures of what there is available. Well, we have a special guest that wants to come on the phone and talk to you, Miss Amber. Oh, nice. Anne, are you on the phone? I am here, yes. Hey, Hi, Amber. Hello. Hi. Hello. I'm happy to be able to check in the last moments, or maybe you're not at the last moments, but I know I'm joining pretty late. But I did want yeah, to well, remind people that we have a Mankato Lemurian sisterhood that meets regularly. Yay. When's your next meeting? Say that again? When is your next meeting? Our next meeting is March 13th. It's always the second Monday of the month at 7 o'clock at Hope Interface Center. Uh, there's a suggested donation of $20, but that's a basket that people can put that in. Nobody's turned away. And um, I really see it as service to ourselves and the planet as well as, as the, the sacred um, sisterhood. Yes, it's wonderful. Thank you for doing that thing, for all of us. And one thing people may not know is about the crystals that have been hung up in Hope Interface Center and how when we work under them, we really connect with the goddess grid and the crystalline grid, and it's very powerful. If if you haven't experienced it, it's something to experience. Yeah, I don't know, Amber. We have crystals, and we're now moving up to 144 crystals hanging from our great room. Oh, my gosh. It is like magical and mystical, and it goes boom. When you meditate underneath there, um, it just goes right. Boy, I bet it does. I would love to see a picture of that. Well, we will send one to you. We will make sure that Miss Jody sends Thank one. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. 
so. And thank you, Anne, for doing the Lemurian Circle here at the Hope Interfaith Center because you know that I am so charged. I don't call it jacked up. I call it jilled up. I am jilled up. Getting women together <laughs> to awaken their beautiful, beautiful selves and come home to the truth of who and what they are. So it's just um, it's wonderful having you here at the Hope Interfaith Center. Love being there. It's a great place to be. Yes, it's beautiful. Very good. Miss Amber, do you have any last words that you would love to give our audience and uh, guests tonight? Well, you know, there are so much energy on the planet now that is vibrating for the good. And to really continue to connect to that, connect to the light and know that that is who we are. And the more that we connect to that and focus on that, the more that we are in community with people that help us remember that, the the more that that will help this shift happen. Because we are here for that shift. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on the program tonight, Amber. It has been a joy learning about you and and Lemuria and the sisterhood, and I deeply want to thank you for that. Well, it's been my absolute delight. Thank you so much, Janice, and the listeners and the callers. Yay, Anne. Lovely to chat with you for a minute. Thank you, goddesses. Go forth and be amazing. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yes. Let's all come forth and be the amazing beings that we are. The awakening had to be seated, and so there yes. needed to be a wonderful, strong woman like you, Amber, and so many of us who have come here to be the messengers who would remind Absolutely. each soul. And so I just thank you so much for helping us and for being out there and uh, forming these circles around the globe. We are making a difference. We are making a difference. We are making a difference, and I'm so happy for that. So there is a strong commitment on the part here of the Hope Interface Center to bring forth information that is current, helpful, as we bring forth that new consciousness that Amber Wolf is talking about. And this journey of spirit awakening in the flesh is here, and it is now, and it's its highest peak on the planet at this time. And this is to be expressed and projected. We are here to create that balance. So once again, I would like to inform and invite all of you to the sisterhood here that we have at the Hope Interfaith Center. It is, and it meets every second Monday of the month at 7 p.m. at the Hope Interfaith Centers. All sisters, all ages, are welcome to come. There is, just as Ann said, a $20 suggested donation, but no one, that's the wonderful thing about our center, no one is sent away. I also want to suggest to everyone that when indeed we have a suggested donation of $20, that is just simply energy, and it's meant for the energy for the temple to stay alive, to stay awake, to turn the lights on, and to do this sacred work that we do when people come together. Reminded that the circle will meet on Monday, March 13th. Um, that's the day after the full moon. And it has been going great. So we hope to see you all there. It is time once again to form a vast union of loving hearts, loving hands, and loving minds from the regions of China to the tip of Africa from the north to the south pole and around the globe in all directions to ignite the fire of love and light and intentionally spread it in all directions. I and the people like Amber, Wolf, and indeed Anne Ganey and so many of us, we are like the shepherds gathering a flock of beings who are lights. You have been seen and we are seeing you. Let yourself be seen and identified by this heavenly realm to join together to create peace on earth. Please join us. If you have felt 
that you have been seated tonight, please contact Amber, contact Ann, or contact me. Pick up your phones and join the group. Go to your computer, come on to our website to see how you can join a group that is committed to um, their full spiritual awakening and manifestation. I just want to give a shout out to John. I hope he's still listening. He came into the temple. Uh, They're just reminding reminding me that, and I told John I would give him a shout-out tonight. So if you have enjoyed the program, you've heard something, please pass this on to others. That's how we get that information out there to more and more people to hear this message, and that is so important at this time. Our next fantastic opportunity to come together will be a show on March 28th, Tuesday at 7 p.m., we will be once again having Shirley B. call us from Denver, Colorado. And um, she is a star being, and she does not hesitate about who she is and what she is and how she brings information to her sacred self and her sacred contract to this um, beautiful program of the Hope Interfaith Center. So... Amber, if you're still on, thank you once again. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Goddess, for all your good work. Thank you. And until we meet again, namaste, everybody. Namaste. And just like Amber said, just be the light and be a goddess and just shine, shine, shine. Take care and have a wonderful, wonderful night until we meet again. Thank you for tuning in to Pure Hope by Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. And until next time, remember that true greatness consists in being great in the little things. Be kind. Be gentle. Be loving. Be true.